to this bonus edition of Around the Console, the Doctor Who podcast. I'm Bob, and what makes this special bonus so special is I'm joined by a, a good friend uh, that I met through podcasting. Uh, famous he is, this lad, and a cockney. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's of crinoid and mutoid fame. It is Jim Cameron from the now mutoid podcast. Hiya, Jim. Hello, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good. All the better for hearing your dulcet cockney tones, my friend. Um, you, yeah. you too. It's been a long time. By the way, uh, any proper cockneys are probably thinking, he's not a cockney, that's <laughs> fag! Anything, um, anything, uh, anything south of Bradford is uh, <laughs> a cockney to me. Sucky's a cockney, um, isn't he? Birmingham. So, there we go. Of course. I'm from the Medway Towns. Yeah. Chat and born, chat and bred. <laughs> thick in the arm, thick in the yeah, head. That was born by the bells. Born by the bells. <laughs> born by the bells. Lovely. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Jim. Where can people find you, Jim? We might as well get a little bit of advertising out there, off from the get go. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The Crinoid Podcast is the is the uh, what was it? Eleven, eleven or so years of of podcasting I did with my podcast partner Martin um, all Doctor Who mostly almost all classic Doctor Who uh, that's available on Libsyn and all your uh, favourite uh, pod catchers uh, however uh, due to recent uh, well fairly recent changes in circumstances I've less time to do this kind of thing so we moved we were always going to go on to do Blake 7 after we'd finished Doctor Who we didn't finish Doctor Who yet but we'll go back to it uh, but um, Blake Seven being fifty-minute episodes, uh, it's a lot more manageable to to knock a, a podcast episode about one of those episodes out per month. So that's what we've been doing for a year or so now. I think we just, we've just released our tenth episode. Yeah. Um, so we're almost we've got three episodes left of series A of Blake Seven and. Uh, another three series to go after that so that is where you can find us currently uh, however there is um, a crinod podcast episode in the pipeline whenever i can find a moment to edit it and that is on the abominable snowman ah we're doing um, that next as well uh, in our feed uh, yes i heard on the new York podcast um yeah d- uh, partly because the um Animations just well not just come out anymore, but yeah. <laughs> had just come out when we yeah, recorded, yeah. which was a little while ago, uh, and that was the thing that we were halfway through doing the notes for before we skipped uh, programs before we mm. jumped ship. Uh, so we'd done most of the groundwork for that anyway. So we thought, well, it's a good time to do it when the animation came out and then add a, add a bit about the animation into it. So that'll be out, I hope, sometime during November. Yeah. So if you want to listen to ours, hear a lot of nonsense, then. Go and listen to Jim's, which will make a lot more sense. Be very thorough and very enjoyable as well. Um, that'll be that'll be great. But yeah, big fan, Jim, as you know. Um, bought bought the Blake Seven likewise box set, didn't I? Off the back of you um, starting to do the Blake Seven reviews. I've, ne- I've I've tried to watch it a few times over the years, but never just never did it for me. Um, but yeah. uh, as you were doing the the mutoid Blake Seven reviews, I. I want you to join in with you, um, and I've, it's a strong starter, Blake Seven, isn't it? I think mm. it, I thought it was a strong starter, uh, and it's yeah. quite interesting. I quite like it. I like Paul mm. Darrow a lot. I think he's he's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a lot of people's favourite. 
Yeah, he's, on. He's, yeah. and he's a lot more uh, toned down in that than he was when he was in um, <laughs> Malin uh, Decker <laughs> in Time Lash. Oh my god! Uh, yes, which apparently yeah, I don't was think a, re- a reserved performance as well from him because he wanted to really go for it. Apparently, Jesus. Yeah, I think it was turned down from rehearsals. From from what I, mm. I can imagine, what that was like. Yeah. So I thank you, Jim, for um, enforcing me uh, to start watching Blake 7. And yeah, check out the podcast, Mutai Podcast, and Crinoid, I presume you have your back catalogue on there, of all the doctors. Oh, it's all there, yeah. It is fabulous. Yeah. Well, I thought... Oh, please check it out. Oh, it's great, it's great. But I thought... You've not spoke about Doctor Who for a while, <laughs> and you're good at it. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I've not spoke to Jim for ages. I thought I, I could quite like to have a, a good chatter with you and a catch up, uh, and just yeah, because like I say, you've not really spoke about Doctor Who for a while. Um, so I'll give you that. Mm. Just have a nattery about it, really. So me, me and Jim used to do a, a podcast uh, in another podcast on the Doctor Who show called The Letter Lords, where we discussed letters, didn't we, from from Doctor Who magazine and bits like that. We've done other bits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really maybe I'm not really I don't really know your feelings on the Whitaker era and as it's come to an end I thought it'd be quite a nice to get in get into it. I just remember I, I made me laugh. It came to my mind today when we were doing the Letter Lords and I made a sweeping statement of if the Doctor becomes a woman, I'm not watching it anymore, which was br- brilliant. <laughs> I remember it well. Yes, and you sort of during that episode you kind of turned me around a bit to it all, so I wasn't as uh, like set in that way. Um, by your powers of persuasion, um, I seem to remember. And it was quite interesting <laughs> to sort of think of that where I was <laughs> with this to where I am now mm-hmm. with, with this era. And anyone that listens to Around the Console will know, you know, we have been very positive about it um, in, in general. Uh, I wasn't initially, you know, I, th- I think it's testament to my growth as an individual or person that I've come around to loving it all pretty much. But I don't know what you think, Jim. How, how have you found the, um, the Whitaker era? Big question, I know. Well, I think it's been um, an era of, in, of in, uh, constant improvement. I think, um, uh, well, the, the the overall trend was upwards. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, like yeah, I wasn't that that keen on the her first uh, season. It was it was fine, you know. It's kind of like. Um, it's like the Douglas Adams thing. Adams thing. It was like mostly harmless. Yeah. <laughs> it was harmless and sort of inoffensive, um, kind of almost wallpaper Doctor Who in a way. I mean, I think there was a, a drastic step up in the visuals, I think, which had always been pretty good. But then, you know, it was a real step up, I thought, in the visuals. And, and that has continued as well during her era, which makes sense, you know, Um you know, technology is improving. I don't know if the budgets are improving or not, but the technology is. So uh, it's ch- it's cheaper to do things that look good than it used to be, kind of thing. Um, I uh, Graham was the, the kind of character that that saved it for me in the early years. Mm. Um, uh, maybe it's because I'm an old fart as well. But he's my <laughs> my identification identification character, my route into into the TARDIS, if you like. I kind of liked Jodie. I kind of like her. Character, which is very up, upbeat and positive and sort of quite caring, isn't she? Hmm. Um, I like that. I was not always convinced by her performance, uh, strangely, because I think she's an extremely good actor. And um, I think I've said elsewhere, I I feel the same way about her, Doctor, as I do about Christopher Eccleston in some ways, in that I really like both the actors, 
but I think Doctor Who is the weakest characterizations both actors have done. Right. So I kind of prefer I prefer all the other characters have done more than when they do the Doctor. Um, do you think that's because which they are is, like incredibly good actors? You know, like everything I've seen Jodie and um, she's always been brilliant. And the same with Chris Eccleston as well. You know, do you think it's because of... I mean, don't get me wrong, Matt Smith, David Tennant are all great actors. But you get certain mm. actors that are just absolutely... They have a they have a deeper body of work, if you see what I mean. Yeah. From yeah. from other things. Whereas I think we'd never seen Matt Smith before. And David Tennant always tended to do, you know, your Casanovas, that kind of thing. You know, so yeah. uh, Whitaker and Eccleston have definitely done a lot more gritty stuff that we'd have seen, if you know what I mean. That's right. I never saw Casanova, for instance. Um but um I really liked uh, Chris Eccleston in uh, uh, Cracker, which is where I first yeah. saw him. I thought superb in that, and he jumped out of that. And Jodie Whittaker, um, there was that, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, when she played that fake doctor. Uh, she, <laughs> doctor, surprisingly enough. Um, yeah. She, uh, no, it was. Uh, I never saw any Broadchurch actually because uh, really um, I kept de- I kept delaying it, and then someone gave away oh. who the murderer was. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no point watching. No point watching it. Oh, it's great! It's really good. Um, mm. I saw Jodie in a. I think it's one of her first films. I can't, but it was called. Um, but she's just she's quite quirky and cool, which I think is is you know is good for her doctor. Yeah, there's a film she did where um, I think a. Her brother had died before the film started and um, she was trying to cope with that. She's a really, really quirky character. I cannot remember what it's called now. That's um, it. Something to do with adult adult things or something. It was, yeah, it, that's it the was one. Called... And she lives in like a little mm. shed at the bottom of a garden. That that's one. right, yeah. yeah. And that's she's got this little sort of fantasy world thing. We'll come back to you later yeah. on that one, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's great, yeah. No, it's, it, and she's, she's mm. excellent in that as well. Um, sorry, mm. I, I, I digressed you there, Jim. Um, sorry, but but as you were, um, yeah, yeah. So when they both came to the role, I thought, oh, this is going to be really good because I, mean, I didn't really know her work, and then I kind of watched some of it when I knew she'd been cast, and I thought, yeah, she's going to be great. She's got fantastic range, and she'd be really good. Mm. Um, I, I find with both of those actors that it's um, not exactly the the comedy. I mean, the com- I don't think Eggleston's particularly good at comedy, um, mm. and it always came a bit, came off as a bit strange. Which kind of works for his character because he's got PTSD or whatever, and he's he's kind of like trying to be like the Doctor, but maybe his heart's not in it. That's know, a good thought of it like that. That's a good point, Jim. Yeah, mm. maybe if, if he'd had a second season, that would have changed a little bit. Mm. Um, but um, um, with Jodie, I mean, she, she's got very good comic timing and stuff. Um, I do find that she looks like she's acting quite a lot mm. or as she did in the early days I think she's much better now mm. um, and that that kind of always takes me out a little bit because I'm I'm more interested in the acting in some ways than I am in the plots and stuff I mean right. I'm more interested in kind of performance than I am in plots I mean I don't mind if you uh, paper over a crack in a plot with a line you know it's fine you know it's drama just, mm. just crack on uh, but um, yeah I like to see good performances really that's what I like in most things really um, so that kind of took me out of it a little bit I thought the others were were good. The dress, the Tardis team have all been good, I think. Yeah. Um, but I never quite got uh, a handle on on Jodie in that in that sense until a bit later on. I think when it came to Flux, that was um, the second season was was an improvement on the first, and then uh, Flux I thought was uh, quite gripping, and I really liked mm. the format of of doing that extended story. Yeah. Um, I thought it took a couple of steps backwards with um, 
Eve of the Daleks and uh, mm. uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. Definitely, um, agree which with that. I, th- yeah, I thought were both a bit throwaway, really. Um, but and not really a much of a ramp to her final story, mm. um, which is I'm glad her final story was an hour and a half long mm. because it, it you know, unlike say Tenants where he had a two-parter to finish off. Um, and other ones where the regeneration has meant the end of a series I think you need a bit of momentum to get into regeneration and Mm. I think you did that by didn't it being a longer episode rather than it being you know on the on the end of a series so um so yeah I I I must admit I didn't have high expectations coming into Power of the Doctor um um I think Chibnall is is okay he's uh, He's got a hard act to follow, I think, with after Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat because they're both, you know, elite uh, TV drama writers, aren't they? Mm. Um, and you know the stuff that um, Russell T. Davis has done, particularly since uh, Doctor Who, has been amazing. Mm. Um, Moffat had a slight love-hate relationship with because um, he used to infuriate me. <laughs> Quite a few things, but <laughs> but it used to sort of wow me with quite a lot more. Yeah. So the you know, you know it was it was in the positive column by by the end. Um, so I think they were a tough act to follow. And, and and Chibnall's obviously a fan, but I'm not sure he's got quite the grip on Doctor Who as those two have. Mm. Um, but I thought he was improving as he was as he was going along. Mm. Um, his dialogue is quite often clunky. Um, and very explanatory, isn't it? Um, which this, you yeah. know, I know this is—it's not all aimed at people of our age group. You know, you got to get the, the kids understanding what's going on as well. So you know, I can I can excuse that uh, kind of thing. But you know, but then we saw the trailer, didn't we, with um, Tegan and Ace in it, and then there's that really clunky line about who had the most decades since I <laughs> yeah. last saw the time. Oh, yeah, blimey, why don't you just put up? Put up a, like a progress chart on, on the screen and say that's when he she started <laughs> and that's when she left. Um, so and I, I thought, oh god, it's all going to be like that. Uh, in fact, I think that was about the only clunky line in this. Yeah, really. Yeah, like do you know what? Now you've mentioned it, but it was, I was a bit like that's yeah. It, it, that's the only one, only thing that maybe didn't sit right in the whole thing. I think, mm. Yeah, for me, really. But you you enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was really, really entertaining. It was just nice to kind of sit back because I wasn't, um, um, you know, I quite liked Jodie. I wasn't dreading her leaving or anything. So it wasn't like, oh God, I can't, I can't bear this. You know, my favourite doctors are leaving or something like that. Mm. Um, I just thought I'd be interested to see how they do it. And you know, when it came to the ending, you know, we knew at some point there was going to be David Tennant, and at some point there was going to be Shooty Gatwood. We didn't know quite how that was going to work. Mm. Um, but I was, you know, I was just sit, settled down and enjoyed the ride, really. Um, and I think it was thoroughly entertaining hour and a half. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it was, I've watched it twice um, now uh, after our mm, too, live, yeah. live review and cried a lot both times. Um, I, I loved it. I, I, I genuinely thought, did you, I don't know if you do, you, you, you do, you're like me where you sort of punch the air or you get a little sort of tingle in your belly with all the sort of fan mm. nods uh, that were in the, that were in it. Um, I don't know if you're, you're oh, yeah. the same way. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure most Doctor Who fans, you know, seem to, to love all that, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't really 
you know, apart from the lads and you now, <laughs> um, but you know, I, 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 from what I can gather, you know, it's it's been positively received. Power of the Doctor, I don't know. I think so. I've looking on Twitter, I haven't really seen. Uh, yeah, it's the old negative bit about oh, that bit was crap or whatever. But I think the overall feeling was is is that it was really good. I think it's a quite a satisfying ending to the whole thing. I mean, it, it, like yeah. like all the showrunners when they come to an end, it's a bit of a um, a love letter to their own era. Yeah. Um, but this is also a love letter to 1980s Who, isn't it? It's, yeah, and, and, um, all, and all of it. You know, it was... Um, yeah, and, and, and further back as well, but particularly 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, because of the... I mean, it was great to see the Doctors that were left out of um, Day of the Doctor, wasn't it? It's good to see mm. all them getting an airing, a proper one. I mean, no McGann was in the uh, that um, internet-only thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's a proper TV Doctor now, isn't he? Yeah, in official, yeah, I suppose, with, yeah, official. In, in with, it, in he? All the, the others. The new Who. Um, he yeah. was... Um, you know, I thought all, you know, all that was handled well. You know, mm. it made sense to bring... You know the context of this um, sort of in-between world, you know, and it you were able to have these the doctors coming into it, you know, being older, you know, it was a good excuse, and you know, I thought I thought everything in this was handled incredibly well. You know, the, the thing that I was a bit dubious about was the Yaz Doctor relationship, like what would happen. But I thought they both smashed it out of the park with their performance and Chibnall with the writing of it. Um, I just thought, yeah, I just thought everything was handled brilliantly in in the whole thing really yeah i mean it's always going to be hard to if you're going to feature the older doctors is, is how to get them in there and it makes sense for them to be old yeah um i, I think what he's done kind of does make sense isn't it because it's kind of a it's the regeneration sort of limbo isn't it and the, and the yeah. cliff is the regeneration that, that you jump over i mean it's almost like the the doctors on that side are um Kind of, it's almost like when the doctor jumps, like the older selves are just left there to to guard the place and make sure the next one jumps. Jumps as well. Um, yeah. So they kind of they kind of get old while they're there, sort of thing. Um, and I think that works really well, you know, as well as any other way of doing it. Really, I mean, yeah. it, it, it it was brought to. Um, I mean, it was obvious to viewers that they're older, but it, you know, the the. Uh, Tegan was allowed to say to Peter Davison, "You don't look <laughs> like yeah. you used to." Yeah, the, no one was pre- no one was pretending nothing had changed, really. So, um, I think that I think that was quite cleverly handled and, and was satisfying. And of course, you know, people of our age, it was uh, brilliant to to see them again. And, and like you, I'd um, I had something in both my eyes on a, on a, on a few occasions. Yeah. Um, at, at, at the end, when Jodie. Was was going? I thought was quite emotionally handled, but mm. the two, the two bigger ones for me was um, Ace meeting the seventh Doctor and uh, uh, Tegan meeting the fifth Doctor. Yeah, that was just absolutely brilliant. And I can't even explain why it's emotion. It was just was. I think just to see them together with all yeah. that kind of sort of nostalgia and all the baggage in your mind about those things. Because I'm. Um, I was surprised a little bit at how I felt about um, Ace and uh, 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 the McCoy Doctor because, you know, that that weren't really my era. I'd kind of stopped mm. watching by then. And, um, whereas, you know, the Davison stuff was, you know, very much, you know, middle to end of my era yeah. of watching the show first time around. Um, but um, in a way, having done the criminal podcast, we've done 
I think almost all the McCoys. And mm. now I feel a lot warmer about the era, and I, I've kind of got nostalgia for it now, mm. in in a way. I don't know if it's nostalgia for having covered them on the podcast, or you know, I've just I've just I've created some false nostalgia from the time or something. But I, I really like those two as a team. Yeah, no, I uh, do. And and it was really good to see them back again. And I think um, Sophie Aldred, you know, she's very raw. Uh, a very raw actress, wasn't she? When she started, um, I think she's quite an accomplished one now. Yeah. And um, I think I thought it was good to see her, um, you know, handle the character in a you know, just handle it better, you know. And the writers handle it better. She's not calling anyone bilge bag or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was it was or, good uh, armpit, armpit, <laughs> bon- bongo or whatever. But he, he did that really well, Tined. You know, that was kind of Tined like was, but Tined was fine. Yeah, yeah. and she yeah. got in Wicked. It was kind of like, you know, she'd grown up, you know, and that's mm. when we first meet her in The Power of the Doctor. And then she becomes a bit more AC, um, you know. As the yeah, she kind of remembers. On. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah. love that. But that that's, that bit got me, McCoy and Sophie Aldred. Because that, 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 that's my era. Yeah, I know. And it, it's yeah. interesting you yeah. say that, because I know when we spoke to Craig... You know, he didn't like the McCoy era at the time. You know, he mm. loves it now. You know, particularly twenty five season twenty five and six. Um, you know, yeah. which is which is cool. I like I like that fact. And and similar with yourself, you know, that you mm. you've got to go back and watch it and appreciate that it was bloody good Doctor Who, you know. Oh yeah, I've, ch- I've changed my mind. I mean, there's still a couple I don't, <laughs> I don't really like, but, but as a, as an era, it's you know, it just rocketed in my estimation. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's just, it, like a similar, like I say, same with same with Craig um, from speaking about it. Yeah. Um, but definitely, uh, it sounds like it's definitely a thumbs up from you for the power of the Doctor. And I don't think you get mm. fulfilment from finales, and I think this is the only one <laughs> that I can think of in all the television that I've watched <laughs> that I've felt you know that was just such a fitting finale. You know, to 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 a piece of TV. Yeah, but I mean, in some ways, it feels less like a finale, finale sort of regeneration story. It's more like Day of the Doctor than it is like yeah. them. I think. I remember, I remember thinking about a third of the way through. This is, you know, this is like Day of the Doctor is on a par with that. You know, it's that kind of yeah. celebration. I could imagine because I saw that at the cinema. Uh, I could imagine sitting down and watching this at the cinema because the. Um, the scope of it is is huge, and and you know it's never looked better. Um, there was a, a strange thing, that, a strange kind of filter. I think they used during the, a lot of the flux green screen stuff, um, which made it look slightly unreal. Mm. I, I think I didn't get that at all with this one. I, I thought everything looked really, really good. Yeah, um, and there was some you know pretty stunning uh, visuals. Throughout this, I thought the, the you know that metal planet I thought looked yeah. amazing. That was cool. And again, yeah, again, this... all, all green screen. The ending, you know, when when mm. she stood in the and that sort of oh, dirtle door, yeah, yeah, that was all yeah. all green screen. You know, a lot of it was green. That's screen. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, but I I, yeah. I couldn't tell. Like, it's only because I saw like some little making of thing. I was like, all oh, <laughs> right, wow, <laughs> I didn't get that. The point a fan at her and put some green screen. Yeah. It uh, looks amazing. Going here. Uh, but suppose, stuff, um, sorry, I was going to say, I was supposed to do that though. It was quite good because then he got tenant to come in privately, you know, on his yeah. own kind of thing. And you know, limit, I imagine they're limited yeah, to set. 
Yeah, he's not standing around in Dorset being photographed yeah. by it. Yeah, like he has both hands. Straight away. Fans. Yeah, straight away. You know, <laughs> the trailer as yeah. well. I saw the only bits that we saw were kind of what we've seen leaked. You know, from people taking pictures mm. as well, which I quite yeah. like. There was no real spoilers. Yeah, that it didn't seem to have, didn't seem to have been. Uh, um, I like all the stuff in, inside the volcano. I thought that looked amazing. Again, that can only have been green screen, but it just looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, but there was some excellent um, direction in this set. Do you remember that tracking shot of uh, Ashed marching through units, yes. wasting people left and right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And um, I think there's a couple of entries in into the TARDIS. I think there's uh, maybe Yaz and... Uh, uh, the Doctor ran into it at one point, but the most amazing one was, you know, Ace parachutes off the uh, top of the unit building and gets <laughs> into gets the shot TARDIS. at. <laughs> it, into shot the TARDIS, yeah, the camera follows it the whole way through. That was Absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, we never really thought about watching it at the pictures, you know, the cinema, but it would mm. be, yeah, it would be brilliant, you know. It'd work, I think, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Have you got any more thoughts on The Power of the Doctor, Jim? I've got, to, I've got <laughs> I made some notes. I've got tons and tons Did of you? notes. I don't put, yeah, I don't propose going through it all, but um I don't know, let's, let's pick, pick a few things out. I mean, yeah, it's like I say, I mean it's it's um it's a love letter to his own era and to, to particularly to eighty two, I think. Mm. Um so there isn't actually a lot that's original in it, but it's like um, a really nice recipe with familiar ingredients, yeah. you know, when it works out to be something new, new out of what it's got. But I mean, there's this, but I mean, part of that is intentional, I think, because there's a lot of nods back mm. to things, aren't there? Yeah. Um, uh, which is exactly what this kind of thing should do. Because I mean, it's slightly odd that this isn't the 60th, but it's a celebration of the BBC's uh, anniversary, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> we've got the celebration of the 60th next year and we got this looking back thing happening again this year partly because of regeneration partly because of bbc's anniversary so yeah i think we get uh, we get an extra treat here in that way i think um but yeah so that that was good i mean it's great to have the master because i think he's been brilliant sasha doan he's my favorite of the yeah. new era of masters yeah um, awesome. I like the fact that he's so um, he's nutty without being quite as annoying as Missy and uh, um, John Sim. The, uh, John Sim Master. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, which are both are both they looked a bit kind of the performance is a bit self indulgent. I thought you, know, you could see the actor having fun, which is again, like I say, not the kind of thing. I, <laughs> yeah, I want to have some fun as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I know they're very popular, and I'm a you know I'm. I'm Swimming upstream on that one, but um, but I really like Sasha Dewan's more. So I like the weird vulnerability of him at times. Yeah, where he gets very quiet and very close and very upset looking about yeah. various things, which is really weird. I mean, it, it's if the master is mad, you know, then I think his is a better portrayal of that than the previous two have been. Um, and he's, because, he's horrible. Yeah. He's sinister. Like when he said oh, yeah. to Kate, you know, your dad was an idiot. Uh, and then something about <laughs> yeah. Tegan's ante. You know, it was like, oh, oh my Vanessa. God, you're, oh. You're, you're horrible. Um, <laughs> Low blow. Yeah, it was like, wow. You know, and it, it was, yeah, I completely second what you're saying. He's phenomenal on m many levels uh, of awesome uh, acting and, and yeah. everything, you know. 
you can't you can't take your eyes off him. He's, he's yeah. a brilliant portrayal, I think. The only the, actually the only thing I didn't really like in this, which I know a lot of people love, is I didn't like the rah rah wrestling. Oh, Jim, it was phenomenal. It was, uh, um, uh, but I think it's one of them that it's it's going to get people going. Oh no, no, and people going, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that song. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's it was, a great song. Yeah. It was a nice nod to the Sim Master, you know, and it was the just, sound of drums. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just cool. I, I, yeah, I just, I just, I, I laughed a lot, um, and it even to the point where it got away with a little Cyberman Dalek nod, you know, like I thought. Well, that oh. saved it for me. <laughs> yeah. That saved it. They were kind of looking at each other, going, "Huh?" Yeah. So I just, I, yeah, it filled me full of, you know, a bit of joy. And I think, as it's kind of like a, you know, celebratory episode, it can maybe get away with it a bit. But it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot yeah. of positive stuff about that. Yeah, yeah, I have as well. But you know, I'm quite often the sort of sticking the money to come to that kind of stuff. No, not um, disco. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I got another song. It's just, uh, but I could see it coming. I just felt that it was going to come. And then it did. And I thought, all oh, right, okay. When it started, um, I was like, no way. <laughs> they are. I was like, I couldn't believe it. It was a... Uh, I think that would have been more surprising had it not happened in Sound of Drums. But, you know, when you look back and you think, well, that's, that's the callback, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Because um, it's the same character, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. Um, d- doing it. <laughs> but um, um, I'd like the um, the bit at the end, the uh, ex-companions uh, support group thing. Um, and, of course, Ian Chesterton, seeing him at last, you know, because we missed out, <laughs> didn't we, Mordred Undead, when he, you know, he was originally going to be uh, the oh, character yeah. in, in place in place of the brigadier and we, yeah. and we didn't get that for whatever reason was I can't remember now um, and I think we got him playing someone else didn't we in um, an adventure in space and time yeah uh, I think yes. he came back didn't he um, but to see him as Ian that was amazing because I've, I've got awful. so into the Hartnell stuff over the last uh, couple of decades I suppose he's, he's you know that era is one of my very favourite eras, and to see him, yeah, you know that TARDIS team or the TARDIS teams that he was in, you know, with uh, Susan and Vicky and stuff, um, I, I really love that team, and to see him again was just absolutely magical. Yeah, and he's he's also uh, the you know the only one to appear in the first episode of Doctor Who and the current latest episode of Doctor Who, yeah, ever. You know, I mean, it's quite a thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's um, bookended book the whole thing. Yeah, at ninety-seven, Sucky did a little thing on Twitter um, that that rocketed with likes. But yeah, he was ninety-seven. That's that's a hell of an innings that isn't it that he's having. Oh, that's a brilliant innings, and and how great to capture him on screen. I mean, he got a line, didn't he? But you know, that's uh, that's enough. Yeah, you know. I like I like that. I mean, that, that 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 I love that scene. I thought it was brilliant. That the fact that the they all have the little support network now, you know, they're finding each other. But I did love the little mm. um, empty chair nod, you know, to companions who are no longer, or the actors are no longer with us, you know. There was like yeah. a, a chair with an iPad on it, you know. But you didn't see who was on the iPad or whatever. But it was um, it was nice. Oh, like the, okay. the, the, empty, the empty chair for the ones that are, the actors that are no longer with us, Liz Slade and et cetera, you know. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. That's a, yeah, it's a nice, nice moment because she's all, of course, already returned in the series, isn't she? Mm. Um, well, yes, obviously several times during the Russell T. Davis era, but yeah, no, oh, that yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I'd like to 
I'll look out for that next summer. Yeah. I'll watch. It's just literally an empty yeah. chair, and it could be anyone on the iPads, you know, from any of them. But my my mm. my thing is, you know, I always sort of be I think of of, of Liz Sladen, you know. Yeah. There's many actors that have sadly departed from us, you know, have been companions in the in, in Doctor Who. But yeah, she just sort yeah. of stands out for me. I think I always think of her as just really young and Sarah Jane. You know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I've watched, I think almost all the Sarah Jane Adventures, I still think of her as when she's in Doctor Who. You know, they almost feel like two different characters in some ways because mm. she's so much older. She's leading the show, isn't she? In the, on the in the uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting that the the characters they have there are the ones. Well, the exception of Mel are the ones who were left on Earth, mm. where they say you don't you don't get Perry because presumably she's <laughs> with Brian Blessed somewhere oh, in, the, in yeah. outer space. That'd have been amazing, <laughs> Brian Blessed and <laughs> Perry and, and Nicola Bright in there. Um, you know, but you, yeah. can, you can only have so many, can't you? As well, of course. You know, yeah, and she may not have been available or, or, or whatever. They may not have been that strict about it because I mean, Mel was off with glitz last time we saw her, wasn't she? So yeah, um, he obviously uh, had enough of her, kicked her, kicked her, kicked her to the curb. I was going to say Fra- um, Fraser Hines, but you, and Wendy Padbury, but they don't remember him, do they? So it's like they wouldn't, they wouldn't know. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't go to a group. They wouldn't mean anything to them, even though they saw an advert for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting. It was a good way to get um, Dan back into it at the end, wasn't it? Because he yeah. was obviously maybe he wasn't around for a lot of the, he wasn't available for the filming. But you know, he opts out quite early on in this, doesn't he? I was kind um, of thinking quite, it written quite that, reasonably, I think. Yeah, and I think I think I think it was maybe written that way, you know, to give Yaz and the Doctor mm. some. Screen Space. time, maybe yeah. you know that they needed. Yeah, yeah. I thought, that's true. I, I thought yeah. it was. You know, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Dan or John Bishop. You know, I don't think he's a particularly good mm. actor, and he's all right. You know, but um, I did he's, cry he's, a bit. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's fine, and yeah. it, and I did cry a bit when he when he the way he left. I was like, oh, don't know. I, d- well, I don't know yeah. why. I must be feeling uh, constantly emotional, Jim, or something at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's your hormones, yeah, son. I think it must be. That's Honestly, fatherhood's made me an emotional wreck. Yes. I tell you, but that's it's, true. It is true. As soon as you have a kid, you know, you, <laughs> I, I found myself a lot more emotional about everything. So oh. yeah, that could be, that could could well be it. Yeah. Anything on telly, just anything, just crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got many more of these notes? I like notes. We don't tend to do that much in, with... Well, Sucky does a lot of notes. He did six pages of notes, by the way, while watching this episode, which I thought was quite an impressive thing well, to what do. Yeah, I, I, I watched it at the time, and then I, I watched it again and made notes. So, yeah, this is my second second viewing. Mm. Um, yeah, I was, I was, a lot of it was actually just getting plot down so I could remember what's happening, trying to kind of make sense of it. And I just think it does make sense. Um, I don't think there's any sort of plot massive plot holes or anything I expect to yeah there are plenty of people out there will prove me wrong but it was fairly easy to understand and I think sometimes yeah. don't think too hard about plot because <laughs> I know it's, mm. I know there should be a plot and a good plot and I, I mean I enjoyed it I thought you know it was mm. um, I think when we were reviewing Flux you know you had to watch them twice at least twice Oh yeah, to, to yeah. get what was going on and really benefit from it, you yeah. know. But you know, people say it's not designed to do that TV. It's designed to be watched once. Well, I like it when I can go back and get more from anything, you know, on television or whatever. Um, 
particularly Doctor Who. No, I think I think TV sh- should be made that way, really, because you know, back in the sixties or whatever, you know, I think the BBC had the rights to show it once and then show it once again, and then right. that would be it. Uh, and of course, the Doctor you, you barely ever got showed again. Yeah. Um, um, but now you know, there's an expectation things to be watched and watched and watched. Um, so you know you have to be a bit more, I mean, it's harder for the writers you have to be a bit more careful it's harder for people to make it because you know if you ball something up you think oh well it's only going to be seen once on a small black and white telly that's, in yeah, yeah, a 19, 1965 living room you know you can get away with a lot more but now um, you know massive TVs and this is an ultra high definition isn't it Doctor Who yes. you know there's no hiding no hiding no place hiding for any place. Any, no. any balls ups um, and you know, they will be found out and you know what Doctor Who fandom is like mm. they won't hold back on the telling the people the, the oh, people who make the program that they're balls something up. They do not, you know, they do mm. love not holding back. Um, yes, mm. but no, it was um, yeah. A plot plot wise, I thought it was fine, and I got it as we went along. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I was distracted by all the lovely fan service to, to even think about what was going on. Really, you know, it's like oh wow, oh there's Tegan, there's Ace, oh wow, there's the Doctors, you know, stuff like that. Um, I just generally yeah. enjoying the romp that it was. How much did you know about what was going to happen? I mean, I knew obviously we, everyone knew about uh, uh, Tegan and Ace because they were in, in the trailer, mm. um, and you know that I, I knew David Tennant would be involved somewhere yeah, along the line. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know whether he'd appear in this or whether or not he would even be who uh, Jodie regenerated into. Whether or not they just leave her regenerating. And leave it at that, which is a bit unfulfilling, I think, if you're going to mm. wait another year for the next episode. Um, but you know, it wasn't a major surprise to see him. It was for people, you know, less um, interested in the show. If you like, my brother had no idea that he, she was going to regenerate into David Tennant, so he was amazed. Ah, right. Yeah, so that was a bit that to us that didn't seem like a massive thing, no. but I think to the to people who weren't. You know, kind of keeping an eye on the show. Um, that's a big one. That's a real. Yeah, I never really thought of that. Big yeah, moment. it will be on it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know. Mm. I, I knew. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised at David Tennant thing. I knew, obviously, um, Tegan and Ace were going to be in it. But outside yeah. of that, you know, I kind of thought Ray will probably show up, and he did, uh, which was always nice to see Bradley Walsh. Um, but the whole, yeah. all the doctors, all that stuff, the you know, Ian Chester, and all yeah. that, all these little little gems. I had no idea, and I loved I mm. loved the fact I had no idea because that's the things that get me. Yeah. I love the little surprises, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was amazed when I saw David Bradley. I think, but, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dave, uh, yeah, and then, even better, it's Colin Baker. And it keeps and then they, they play with, Yeah, they play with you for a bit, and then, you know, going from back to one to another, and then suddenly Sylvester appears. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the exact order, but I know they play with it a little bit, and then Sylvester appears a little bit later, doesn't he? When you think maybe you're getting two or three. Cause I, yeah, because Colin Baker turns to Peter Davis, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, it, was, it, was, then, it was amazing. Um, then yeah, Paul, Paul got in his own clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was just great. It was just, yeah, just all that sort of stuff. Didn't know about that, and it was a lovely surprise. So, what do you think about the whole tenant thing then? Uh, I don't. We we recently reviewed Runaway Bride, uh, mm. which did nothing whatsoever to excite me <laughs> about a uh, <laughs> uh, Donna Doctor Rusty Davis comeback at all. Um, I mm. I don't. I, I love 
David Tennant at the time. Uh, I remember him when he when Chris Eccleston regenerated into um, into DT. You know, as soon as I saw him in his suit and his long coat, I was like, "That's the Doctor." The way he played it to me was, "That's how the Doctor should be." You know, at the time. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't go back and watch any of the RTD really nowadays. Um, I yeah, just, I don't do it. Just no. I just I find it. You know, I loved. I like I said, I loved it all at the time. You know, I was just so grateful it was back on telly. There's certain ones I'd go back and watch. Um, you know, Impossible Planet. You know, Satan's Pit. Um, the 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 one where the, the the one that's based off the new, the new adventure, the Family of Blood, um, that two part. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's odd ones yeah. that I'd go back and mainly the two parters, um, normally written by Moffat or uh, that I think Matthew Jacobs wrote that Impossible Planet Satan's Pit. I think he was that's what he's called. Um, uh, but yeah, I think like the Moffat stuff in RTD's era was amazing. Um, mm. <laughs> the RTC stuff at the time just wasn't. Um, I find David Tennant a bit jarring as well, and I, I just I think the thing I think for me Doctor Who always needs to go forward, um, mm. and for it to go back is weird and unusual. I get why they're doing it, you know, viewing figures and you know they're making it a much bigger or trying to try and make it a much bigger brand and product, you know, beyond the BBC, you know, and David Tennant, yeah. you know, he's, he's massive, isn't he? You know, and people love mm. him. And I think he's a cool guy. I think he's a great actor. You know, he does some good yeah. stuff, but not excited. I, and I wasn't excited about Shooty until I saw that little clip of him. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah. Just from that, how he delivered that line, how he looked. I loved, yeah. his, looked, loved his mustache, little pencil yeah. mustache. And I was like... Yeah, I wonder if he's going to keep that. Yeah, and he like shouted it really. That's another way he did it. I was just like, wow, that was... I didn't, I didn't expect to see it, and also I was like, "Oh, yeah, just just the delivery, his accent, you know, was cool. He just looks, yeah. he just looked cool as well. You know, I know he's only wearing fourteenth uh, Doctor or whatever he is now, uh, shirt and tie type <laughs> thing. But I got, I got, I got yeah. excited about that. Um, and I, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not really being that excited about Shooty. Um, how about you, Jim? Yeah, I'm quite excited about Shooty because. Um... Uh, when I heard of his cast, I, I, I hadn't heard of him, to be honest. Um, but uh, I went to, and watched um, all of Sex Education, um, and uh, he's absolutely brilliant in that. Right. Uh, it, 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 the character he plays it, it is entirely unsuitable for the Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, you know, you can tell he's a brilliant actor, and he's he's got huge charisma. And I think um, if you're a good actor and you've got huge charisma, that it's probably going to get you most of the way there for playing the doctor so um i'm uh, i'm quite excited about it um he's um, scottish rwandan isn't he yeah because it had um, a hint by, of that didn't it a bit of heritage yeah yeah he had a kind of Af african uh lilt to what he was what he was saying which he actually uses in sex education for comic effect every now and then i think right you know a lot, a lot of people who are kind of second generation um uh second generation ethnicity or whatever will often kind of use their parents accents for a laugh <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if you, yeah people yeah, do that quite a lot of comic he says that in in sex education i was, I was surprised to see him do it as a doctor but as uh, quite interested as well yeah i, um, I thought that was cool to, like, to see what, yeah, what he does it. i've not seen him in anything 
really. Mm. And I kind of was like, oh, he looks a bit young and a bit, oh, I don't know. But yeah, just from that clip out, it actually got me a bit excited and also a little bit more excited mm. about, you know, where RTD will take the show. Um, I'm just not bothered about <laughs> the three-parter. You know, I- I'm hoping to be completely wrong, yeah. and I'm sure I will enjoy it and love it, but I'm not mm. excited in the slightest. If we were going straight to Shooty, yeah. I would definitely be a bit more excited. Um, I don't know, it's just... Doctor Who has never has never really gone back, has it? You know. Yeah, but I'm with you on that. I think um, I thought it was I thought it was an odd decision for RTD to, to come back because um, you learned about that quite a long time ago, didn't we? Mm. Um, but I was kind of excited about it because of the stuff he's done since, really. Yeah. Um, which um, I mean, the one I know best is Years and Years, which I thought was absolutely Terrific. superb. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm interesting. You know, we, to see how he approaches it with the things he's done and the things he's learned since. But to then, you know, that's a backward step in some ways. And, and to then cast a doctor we've already had or an actor, we've and, already had to play and, the next next doctor and Donna, connect like and Catherine Tate as and well and Donna as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it is. Um, fishing from the same stream twice, whatever the phrase is. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It does seem a very strange choice. I mean, you, it, in some ways, it feels quite cynical in the sense that um, I mean, ratings have dropped for this year, but then ratings have dropped for everything because yeah, of the overall, way yeah. TV is fragmented these days. Um, but it almost feels like an admission by the BBC that this didn't go as well as it should have done. And let's go back to the early years, and let's get mm. the showrunner in. Let's get the uh, the same actor to play the Doctor in. Let's get a popular companion back in. And you think, well, you know, does this work dramatically? Is this good for this the ongoing story of the Doctor, or is it just to get bums on seats? Um, and it, another thing is you know, the regeneration. I don't think we've seen the Doctor's outfit regenerate as well. Well, and you say I mean, that. I, you I'm say sh- that, Patrick Troughton. Really. Patrick Troutman uh, regenerated into his clothes. If you think about it, he didn't get changed. He, uh, he, when he regenerated, he was wearing his Patrick Troutman outfit. Yeah, I mean, but he did have a ring that fell off. Fell off. So he had a the, ri- the ring was his, his old ring fell his off. His ring fell off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's traumatic to regenerate. You know, anything can happen. But yeah, <laughs> I, someone pointed out to me. They went, "Ah, well, yeah, Patrick Troutman was." Because I, I always thought that. Why is he wearing his clothes then? Yeah. You know, why is he wearing his clothes and not William Hartnell's clothes? Because that's what they tend to do, isn't it? Um, but that's yeah. always rancor with me. But now it's sorted because mm-hmm. his clothes regenerate. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'll be... I mean, that was less obvious, I think. I mean, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be an in, in-story reason for this. But I can't help feeling it was just say so you had the iconic image yeah. of the tenant doctor on a, the top of a cliff and everyone go, wow, it's him. He's the same. It's going to be brilliant again sort of thing. Um, yeah, those who didn't think this was brilliant, you know, it's it's it feels a bit cynical to me at the moment. If there are, and yeah, you know, I have a fair amount of confidence that Russell T Davis will, you know, give us a, a half decent reason for why it's happened. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, to me, it just feels. You remember his last season, which is those specials, wasn't it? Before he regenerated, yeah. it feels a bit like that. That that felt a bit unfulfilling because he had these episodes that were. You know, just dotted through the air, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, this, I believe, I believe is going to be 
like a three week run of three episodes I think from what I've heard right. which will be better but it does feel like well that's just another half hour season again with Tennant and you well, just think that's it isn't it we'll either do it properly or don't don't, you know, do, don't it do it at all well I just kind of yeah. thought it'd be a one off you know a big 90 minute yeah. one off which would be yeah should be fine you know it's the 60th mm. whatever then on we shoot it um, but no it's not really I'm, you know I am a bit sad about you know it's the first time I've not wanted the Doctor to go you know with Jodie or Chindle mm. you know I've gone from hating the whole concept of a, a lady Doctor um, and hating her first season at the time to, lo- <laughs> to loving it all you know going back and re-watching it I think it's there's some absolutely fan, you know fantastic stuff in there you know and a, and a lot of stuff that Chibnall's done is you know added massive massively to the to sort of mythology of Doctor Who as well oh um, yeah which yeah. I, and I love all that you know I know people have criticised it but I love it when they're brave and they're not scared to add you know their own thing mm. you know to Doctor Who Um and yeah, I just think it's anyway, tremendous. They, you know, I think in a way they should. I mean, I know it's the one thing that's really going to rile fans, isn't it? You know, people messing about with continuity. But you know, if, if you're a, particularly if you're a Doctor Who fan already, you know, like the three showrunners have been, you know, it's just your sandpit, your sandpit to to play in. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do something like that? And yeah. and and people don't. I mean, people did slag Robert Holmes off at the time for kind of changing how we thought about the Time Lords in Deadly Assassin yet you know can you imagine if he'd done that now <laughs> you know the, the Twitter would no melt down wouldn't it yeah yeah uh, uh, and in fact you know there, there was you know I think the the, the guy in charge of Doctor Appreciation Society wrote a really stinging letter or something <laughs> about it didn't I? I mean there was can't write there was uproar then because you know up until then it'd been the kind of you know the war games, time lords, oh, and the right. ones that we've seen uh, three doctors dotted through the yeah. dotted through the Pertwee era, which you know uh, weren't like the fusty old twats and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, you saw, that you saw in uh, and the kind of the cynical, cynical sort of um, political bunch that you saw in Deadly Assassin, which is actually a much more interesting portrayal of the time lords than you know just some. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's fantastic. You know, it's all it's corruption super, and all super that. Powerful. See what it's yeah, all—it's all, it yeah, it's characters, isn't it? Not just about these all, yeah. yeah, powerful beings. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I do enjoy that aspect of the Chibnall stuff—the mm. the sort of mythology. Yeah. The other thing is, I mean, I—I I don't. I think I'm slightly different to some other Doctor Who fans. Yeah, Doctor Who fans, in that I don't see all that as a, so much of a sacred cow as some of them do. Mm. Um, I'm quite happy to pick and choose the. The canon that I like. I mean, I I don't think for a second the Doctor Who's half human. Of course, I didn't like yeah, it at the time. Yeah. I was I was a bit, a bit more of a serious fan <laughs> back, back then. But now I see you know the program for what it is. Yeah, he's not half human. He never has been, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and Hartland's the first Doctor, and he always will be. So <laughs> I, I don't it. really. I'm quite. I don't mind watching something that says he isn't, but it doesn't change my mind about anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the show is what you want it to be. It's that it's malleable. I mean, it's if you get really hung up on absolutely every detail about continuity, then the whole thing <laughs> falls on its arse. So that's very, you know, very true, isn't it? It's like David Banks' Cyberman book. I mean, it's a sterling effort, but you know, <laughs> the, all these things were these individual stories were written by people who probably didn't bother watching the one before, or if they if they'd made the one before, they'd probably forgotten what happened in it. You know, it's that's class. You know, you make the you make the 
you make the stories work in themselves. You know, if that means you know, trampling over some previous continuity, then so be it. You know, oh. That's how it was. There wasn't there wasn't a rule book back then. No, exactly. And nor should there be now, really. No, exactly, Jim. Um, Sucky did point out actually something to me uh, or to us um, that the the waiting place, you know, the sort of limbo, regeneration limbo. Oh, yeah. The, the 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 just going back to David Tennant, that um, you know his last line was I don't want to go, and we think he's because he's been waiting in there, and now he's coming out again. That's what Sucky thought. I thought it was quite a nice little theory. Oh, yeah, I quite like that. So one. he never made never made the jump. Never made the jump. Yeah, that's what uh, that's Crikey. what Sucky said, and I was like, I like that. That's cool. Um, well, that. Yeah, that would be pretty fulfilling, and that's what they how they do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're excited? Are you excited then about the future of Doctor Who, Jim? Would you say? Yeah, I think I'm more ex- I'm more excited than than I was. I think I think it was going well. Again, like I say, I've changed my mind a bit on the Jodie era. In fact, quite a lot. I mean, the first series, I thought this is getting becoming a bit of a it's going to be a bit of a dead end. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. going to just peter out and, and not really go anywhere. Um, I think. Um, Chibnall and and the cast injected more life into it uh, as things went on, and then the, uh, as I say, I like the format of Flux. I think it was a really good idea, and mm. um, enjoyed seeing what the next instalment was, rather than like, disparate sort of anthology stories as they had been. So yeah, that, that was getting better. I, I'm excited uh, about RTD, not because I'm a huge fan of that era, because I, I never really was, mm. but I'm excited about the kind of shows that he makes these days mm. uh, and seeing him bring that expertise to Doctor Who again. I mean, I'm sure it won't be very much like it was, to be honest, despite this, maybe this uh, uh, Tennant and Donna stuff is just to get all that out of the system, just remind us where we were with him. Yeah. And then he'll make the the step forward with shooting. uh, Then we'll get something different then maybe. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, maybe it's like a palate cleanser. Palate cleanser from from everything <laughs> that happened since his, his last running the show and then uh, he, he'll break out and do something different with shooting I, I hope so because I think he needs to and I think um, he's such a different actor to David Tennant that I think often eras are defined by the Doctor mm. um, and it's what that actor brings to the role and then people after a while start writing for what they bring to the role and then you, it, the Doctor develops into you know their own person mm. uh, and I look forward to seeing that with uh, with Shooty and just yeah. just seeing what I mean you, you've got you come back you can only come back you know someone who wants to be artistically fulfilled as you assume Russell D. Davis does you come back because you've got something else to say you don't yeah. oh yeah I mean he can do what he likes the, the, the position he has in you know BBC program making um, British program making he can do what he likes he yeah. can do anything he likes now and it'll get commissioned I'm sure mm. but he's come back to Doctor Who and he must be doing that for a reason and it, maybe it's the whole kind of well I think there's a lot of money Marvel, Marvel be, type thing well that's it yeah. I, I think there's a lot more money in, they're going to have a lot more money you know, with it being BBC, Bad mm. Wolf Productions, Disney, Sony. These are massive, massive players, you know, in yeah. film and television. Um, you know, and I think, um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I'll enjoy the tenant stuff. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I, I am a little bit more excited, I think, now, you know, with the, the big goings on, you know, and seeing a little glimpse of shooty. Uh, and also, I think David Tennant did touch on, you know, how 
different and fantastic it's going to be as well you know from what he's seen mm. yeah, yeah or yeah, heard did, yeah. you know so that's quite a nice you know he's, he's always going to say something like that isn't he but he didn't need to so you know it's um yeah i think he said he's scarily good he doesn't have to say that does mm. he? yeah he'd just uh, say oh I'm, I'm sure you're gonna love him or something wouldn't you? yeah um, and if he's got if, if, yeah, he, yeah, if you do, if he's got sorry, if he's got me excited from one line and a two second clip, <laughs> then you know he must be a good actor. That's all. That's all I know. Really. Yeah, that's, that's going somewhere. Mm. Well, that's, that's powerful in small quantities. Yeah, exactly. Well, that sounds fairly positive overall, Jim. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm excited mm. about the future of Doctor Who. So I tell you what, I'm excited about. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Magic: The Gathering, a card game, a trading card game. Oh, really? Yes. So, uh, Doctor Who are releasing their own Magic the Gathering sort of expansion uh, next year, oh. next November, um, which will be, I think, four Commander decks, which is which is 100 cards in a Commander deck, Jim. Uh, so 400 and mm. a lot of boost packs. So it's getting a good, like, massive load of cards bespokely made and themed towards Doctor Who. So I was like, oh, what's all this Magic the Gathering about? So, yeah. I've got very much into Magic the Gathering trading card game. Yeah. Um, it's very expensive as well. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but I Don't thought, tell the wife. yeah. But I thought, I thought, do you know what? With it being Doctor, I was like, what's it all about? You know, and I was like, right. So yeah, I got into that, ready for ready for that coming out. So I'm predominantly most excited about a card, <laughs> some cards coming out next November, Jim. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the ultimate, um, yeah, Doctor Who video game to come out. Oh, that'll never happen. It'll never happen in our lifetime. Um, well, it might now. You know, when you got people oh, well, like yes, Sony so, yeah. stuff involved, you never know. I mean, there might be people developing something as we speak. I mean, they take three or four years there, don't they? Because they're so bloody complex. These, yes. these things. It was. Um, the, I, I mean, did... yeah, like a really, a really good PS4, PS5 game now. Uh, about Doctor Who would be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, they did do one, uh, which isn't amazing, called The Edge of Reality, which was a VR game, but they've put it onto a normal, and I played it for about five minutes on the Xbox, and it was crap. <laughs> Cause we oh, yeah, I hadn't heard <laughs> good things about it, so I haven't even tried it, to be honest. And there was that, you know, those sort of colour-matching games, there's a couple of those, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, tried that one, I tried that one again recently, the... Is it Le- was it called Legacy or something? Oh I think yeah, it was the second one, the second one of the two. It's, it's not even well done, you know. No. It, it, for that kind of thing, it's not even a very good one. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm st- we're still waiting. I mean, Destiny of the Doctors was <laughs> it was a brilliant idea. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> I, was, I remember it. It was pretty boring. Taking well, I remember it taking ages to load, and then uh, yeah, and the Anthony Ainley thing was was that that was on it, wasn't it? Like an Anthony Ainley. Yeah, he filmed filmed a lot of new yeah. material for. He's quite good. that. That was the only reason to yeah to get it really just to see him doing new stuff. But I mean, the, the game was tedious. It was just walking around the TARDIS, yeah. wasn't it? That's pretty much all it was. Yeah, well, there's various locations just wandering about and no, nothing much really happening. Yeah. I did. I remember um, having that. Yeah, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. There's never been a good one. Um, but I think it's a it's, no. a, tr- it's a tricky one, isn't it, Doctor? Because they don't have a gun, you know, and stuff like that, which is a, usually a big part of a computer game, isn't it? You know. Um, yeah, but there's so many sort of puzzle games. That's now. it. Yeah, that's a really, yeah, really good one. You like the 3D action but you know you're solving puzzles rather than blowing people's faces off yeah. um i mean that's that's the kind of thing that i think would 
would fit really well into the Doctor universe. I wish, I wish they would do one, Jim. We can live in dreams. Well, I think it's more likely. Well, yeah, we can, but it's more likely now, I think, than ever because there's so many big players, like yeah. you say, getting involved. You know, they're going to look at all the media that they can. Yeah, get the distribute show on, on. Too, aren't they? I'm, I'm excited to sort of, you know, if the, the way it's going, it does, it does something. There's going to be a lot of spin-offy stuff, you know, like they have, mm. like Disney have with Star Wars and Marvel, you know. And I'd be quite interested to see yeah. where, you know, they take it, you know. Yeah, I think that's the whole Bad Wolf thing, isn't it? That's where they're getting involved in, is it to expand it and, uh, you know, run. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if RTD runs. Doctor Who for a, a year or two years and then goes up a level and oversees you know the whole universe the whole, the whole universe, universe. Like. yeah 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 that get individual showrunners for individual programs and perhaps you know you might even get films and stuff but um you know you certainly get things you know like you get the Mandalorian and uh Andor and um uh, the Boba Fett thing and it's, you know, all these things are coming out of Disney, aren't they? Well, Marvel as well. You know, Disney that's got all Marvel in particular TV yeah, shows. I don't know that as well, but um, yeah. yeah, and it's and it's all good. You know, rather what you sort of think about it to a degree, it's all you know high mm. level production, good stuff. Yeah, you know whether you're into it or yeah. not. Um, and if and Doctor, you can, if you can pitch, that, wow, you know that's amazing. That would be ama- that would be amazing. I mean, it looks good enough as it is, but I mean, it isn't it isn't quite up to sort of Mandalorian levels, but it could be, couldn't it? Yeah, with, exactly. Uh, with, with that money, and you, you know, if you've got different shows, you can pitch them at different levels, can't you? I mean, Andor's a bit. I haven't watched any of it yet, but it's a bit more of a kind of a political thing, I think. It's cool. Um, it's, it's, Man- it's yeah, it is. It's cool. It's different. Yeah, I've just finished Mandalorian finally, so um, that's, that's the one I'll do next. I'll do Andor next. But I mean, Mandalorian appears to appeals to the kind of the fans of the first three films, and it's all set in that kind of universe, isn't it? And it's just like an action thing, really, isn't it? It's yeah, not, it's it's like it's a huge man to think about. Yes, yeah, space know? cowboys. It's fun. It's lovely. But like yeah. Boba Fett's basically yeah, Mandalorian, and then Obi Wan is just a bit of bit more for the oh, fans. Yeah, it's good, um, and that's good. Uh, that's yeah. Boba Wan's good and. Andor's great, you know, so exciting times ahead of us. I feel excited now to talking to you, Jim, so that's good. Thank you very much for that. Oh, good. Uh, well, one tries. Yeah. Have you got anything, any other words you would like to say, my friend? No, I don't know, really. I think we've really covered everything. I mean, you know, we both slightly um, feel the future might be, feels like a bit of a backward step, but, like, you know, let's just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, sometimes you need to take one step back to take two forward, don't you? Maybe that's... Yeah, what's happening? Maybe it's like I say, maybe it's kind of a reset, and then it's just uh, not go. like pretend, not like pretend that you know, Matt Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi and uh, Jodie Whittaker <laughs> never existed, but but you know, take us take us back to where he left off and then start again. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I suppose in that sense. Like that. But but I mean, you don't normally. You know, you might think that way. You don't normally do that in public, but that's that's what. No. What seems to be happening. Yeah, no, um, I, you know, I've not really thought of it, you know, like that until you sort of said it, you know. But, um, but yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. But I think beyond that, hmm. we're definitely excited, aren't we, about how massive this can become and what what Shooty yeah. and RTD will bring to it after that. You know, it's it's exciting times. I don't think we'll be waiting months and months for new Doctor Who content anymore when that yeah. all starts rolling. Well, it's like Star Trek yeah. as well, isn't it? That's another one that's, um, yeah. you know, they've, they've ploughed yeah. a lot of that out as well. Um, yeah. Different formats, you know, cartoons, that kind of thing, you know, there's all that to go as well, which Star Wars does and 
Marvel does and that so you know for the for the little yeah, kids but, yeah exactly I mean you think you know they've built these universes and they're expanding them time and time again you think well Doctor Who's got a massive universe you know 60 years of universe already oh yeah, yeah. you know why not make the most of it why not why not explore different areas of it and, and make money out of it I mean the BBC are not great at making money but you know if someone else helps and maybe yeah <laughs> maybe there will be yeah no yeah. it's um, it's looking good well thank you very much for joining me Jim it's been nice to have a natter and a catch up um yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's been cool to hear your cockney tones. Uh, just a reminder, we might as well uh, you know, f- let, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, Mutoid Podcast is our Blake 7 uh, monthly podcast. One episode of Blake 7 covered per month. Uh, it's been a little bit um, bumpy ride so far, but we're hoping to get an episode every month like we did when we first started. Uh, and yeah, tons and tons of Crinoid podcast material out there if you want to listen to it and more to come uh, one to come soon and then more to come uh, a, a long time in the future <laughs> we will we, we will finish Doctor we will two. finish classic Doctor two eventually yeah well it's well that worth, is our that is our aim well yeah. worth chasing down uh, listeners and yeah thanks for joining us jim thank you for listening uh, and we'll see you again <laughs>